Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church. To find out more about the Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Well, we're back. Good morning. Good morning. Ooh, that was okay. Let's try it again. Good morning. Yeah, that's it right there. Listen, we're super stoked. We're the last portion, the last installment of the series called I Belong. And we started this series because you were created to belong. And church is about so much more than attendance. It's about belonging. belonging. Man, that was so good. And we're going to be up here all day for your enjoyment. We're going to probably get lost in just having a blast. So uh, we, they have threatened us with the timing because apparently Megan's pretty long-winded when she speaks, oh. whereas I hit all the time maps, so we're good. So they're worried about her. Hopefully we can rock this out. Uh, we might just blend right into second service, but that's okay. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So anyways, we're doing this series called I Belong because, man, we really believe that, that, that there's so much more to church than the walls of this building. And thank the Lord because we didn't create Shamu and we didn't build this building, but you are the church. We are the church. That's who God uses as people like you and, and me. And it's crazy, I know, because some of you are pretty jacked up, but that's okay because God is in the business of using jacked up people, right? How many of you say amen to that, yeah? Amen. Because, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty jacked up myself. But look, here's the thing. We're all working on getting yeah. just a little bit better. And so yeah. we wanted to close out this series today and really unpack what we believe God is going to do in the next few weeks, months, and years through the movement, church, which means you, and in this region, this state, and in this nation. So today we're calling this Vision Sunday. Vision That's Sunday. That's right. Hey, I love that Pastor Kerry's talking about the fact that the church is not a building. The church is the people who make up the building, right? And that's every single one of us in this room. And that's why we need a Vision Sunday. That's right. Because we as the people who make up the movement church need to know the vision and where we're going so we can aim our lives in the right direction, right? The definition of vision is simply this, and you're scrolling my notes up a little too far. I know, it, it, just, it just happened. Awesome. The definition of vision is this, the ability to see. It's something that you imagine. It's something that you can dream. So vision is the ability to see something, something that we can imagine, something that we can dream of. And what it does... <clears throat> I'm so choked up about vision. When you're around me? It's is you, that what baby. It is? It's all you. Man, That's I what love it. Is it. This I still morning. got it. Vision points us in the right direction. How many of you in this room have ever gone out on a whale watching trip out on the ocean? Anybody? I can, only, yeah, I can barely I see your hands. A few of you have, okay? So we've been on a couple of these. You get a group on, you go out through Dana Point or Newport Harbor, and you go out on a whale watching excursion. Can I say right now would be a good time to go? Yes. And I'm not a sales rep for them. Just it'd be a good time. So anyhow, you go out on this boat and you go out looking for whales. And most of the time, the way that you spot a whale is somewhere off in the distance, you see their blowhole shoot water up in the air. And when somebody sees that, happen, they go, can you see that? And they point in the direction where the whale has just shot water up into the air, right? Yeah. And then the boat starts aiming in that direction and moving towards the spot where they saw the whale. And Vision Sunday is kind of like that. 
we're going to talk about what we believe God has in store for the movement church in the years to come. And then as a group of people, we're going to go, can we see that? And then we're going to aim our lives in that direction and start moving towards it. Vision is so important. It says in Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3, it says, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. Listen, Habakkuk is praying and he's seeking God for direction. Don't scroll. I'll scroll. I love you. Don't touch my notes. They're my notes too. You have your phone. it's not your turn. We worked this out beforehand. Hold on. I'm using this. Who's clapping? Why are you clapping? (laughs) I can use my phone. I just didn't want people to think I was texting while I was talking. Okay, Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk. It's pronounced Habakkuk, not Habakkuk. I'm going to say it however I want to say it this morning. This is an age-long debate. Habakkuk 2. He's praying. And he's seeking God for the vision for the nation because they have been under um, just extreme attack and they have been fighting and trying to, to exist really as a nation. And so as he's praying and he's seeking God, God says to him, write the vision and make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. And it says, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end and it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come and it will not delay. And I love that reminder because he's saying, hey, listen, write the vision down. Know what direction you're going. Know where to aim your life. And just know that even if it takes a while, even if it takes a long time, just aim in that direction because it will happen. We will see these things accomplished. I love in Proverbs 4.12, it says this, when you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. And I know that there's some of you in the room this morning who might be new to church. It might be a brand new thing and you're going, okay, we're going to talk about vision and what direction to go. But man, this is all new to me. And listen, it doesn't matter how quickly you move. If you walk, you will not stumble. So we're just going to point our lives in the right direction. And some of you in this room, there's a challenge in that verse as well that says, and if you run. So there's a choice and an option there. But man, we have the potential to run towards the things that God has called us to do. And it says you will not stumble, right? So God has some great big plans in store for the movement church. And we're excited about what that holds. As we were praying for this year, many of you were here in the month of January. And we talked about the, the word that we believe God has given us as a church for this year. And that word is accelerate. And we believe that God has given us that word for you as an individual, but also for us collectively as a church family, God has given us this word accelerate and to accelerate means to cause faster or greater development, progress, or advancement. Listen, we believe that this is the word of God for our church this year, for your church our church this year is that God is going to accelerate things. So what does that mean? I believe it means he's going to clear a path so that we can run towards the vision that he's given us. Listen, we, we are excited about what is in store and we are ready to run towards that vision. And one of the culture points that is so important to us here at the movement church, it says this, we, that's all of us, we refuse to insult God with mediocre living. God is big. So we dream big. We will take action and we will live intentionally. So listen, call me crazy, but I think we can change the world. That was good, babe. I think we should just shut it down now and we'll leave. I'm kidding. Listen, this is exactly uh, how we got started in this journey. 
So you, like Christian and Clay were saying earlier, we, we really felt like God dropped the idea of starting a church in our hearts in 2006. We didn't even move to California until 2011. Right. And when we got here in 2011, we knew one couple and they lived 30 minutes away. And so we were like crazy used car salesmen and multi-level marketers like, hey, you want to come to my church? Sure. Where is it? Well, it doesn't exist yet, <laughs> but it's going to be awesome. Anybody going? No, not yet. Just you, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And so literally, we just started this process. And, and little by little, God brought people along the journey. And I'll never forget, we used to meet in my living room. And it was awkward as can be. And some of the people here today were there with us in that journey Thank as you. 12, 13, and 14 of us would sit. And we'd reconfigure our room and make tons of food. And nobody would show up. It was so encouraging. Oh, man, and then we started the church, and people came, and then, man, there was a Sunday, literally, where there was only 34 adults in this room, and half of them were on the worship team. (laughs) Guys, it's just been crazy. Now, you're one of two services, okay? And so, listen... That's not anything to me or to Megan, but to what God is doing and to the collaboration of people who said, yes, I'll be a part of this. And so that is what it feels like to change the world. And since then, we've seen almost 600 people say yes to Jesus. Marriages restored. People walk through all kinds of crap and garbage and yet make it through it. Why? Because it's okay at the movement church to be jacked up. We're all right with that. We welcome you. Most of you are really jacked up. We're praying for you, but we want to get better, right? And so here's the crazy thing. Call me crazy, but I actually believe we can reach the unchurched population of Orange County. Listen, there are 3.2 million people who call this county home. Only 10% attend church, which means only 10% probably know the hope of who Jesus is, which means 2.7 million people need a great church. They need people like you who say, you know, I don't know everything, but I'm working on getting better. Listen, there's a community where you belong, and it doesn't matter what your past is or your heritage. We are working towards becoming like who God called us to become. So call me crazy, but I actually believe we can reach the unchurched population. I believe we can reach the people who don't yet have a church home. I believe, in fact, the reason that we exist as a church, this is the reason why we do everything that we do is to inspire the one who's far from God. To find life in Christ and life in the church. That's why we exist. Why? Because everyone needs to know the hope of who Jesus is. Everyone needs to know that there is an answer. The scripture says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So call me crazy, but I believe we can reach the unchurched population. In fact, we've made it a goal in the first 10 years to go after 1%. 27,000 people who say yes to Jesus. And you might call me crazy, but hey, just a few years ago, there was only 12 of us in our living room. Look around you now. Just a few years ago, only 12 of us. And you might say, that still seems impossible. Well, this church might not be the church for you because we're dreamers. We're a little bit crazy. We're idealists. And you know what? We're going to shoot for the stars. And if we miss, it's better than aiming for a pile of crap and hitting it. Can I get an amen? Yeah. So listen, this is a place. Is that okay to say? Yeah, it is. Welcome to the movement church. Last week in first service, I accidentally cussed. So please forgive me if you were here. But listen, call me crazy, but I think we can change the world. And I don't, think, I don't think I'm the only one in this room who feels that way. And what does that mean for you and for me? It means a couple of things that we've got to reach everyone. Yeah. Everyone. We have got to reach everyone. 
everyone, well, that seems a little bit insane, Pastor Kerry. Yeah, but we're going to reach them one at a time. It's your neighbors. It's your coworkers. It's your friends. Not just mine. Listen, I, I'm vigilant about inviting my neighbors. My coworkers are all pastors. I hope they found <laughs> Jesus. But listen, I'm vigilant. And they're your neighbors. They're, your, they're the moms and the dads in the pickup line. They're the kid you sit in that Tommy Bahama fold-up chair for soccer for 72 hours in Laguna Niguel. Yeah. It's the parents you go to dance competitions. Dads, I know you got sequins, dance dad shirts, and that's good. But just put like for Jesus underneath it. That might be a good start. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But listen, so we've got to reach everyone. We've got to reach, we have got to continually reach everyone. But you know what that also means? That in in order to continue to reach people, we've also got to plant campuses. There will be a day soon, listen to me, there will be a day soon where thousands will gather at the Movement Church. Where this room won't even be able to contain us anymore because we won't be able to have enough services here. There will be a day we'll have to relocate. There will be a day I'll have to come to you and say, hey, I need your seat because somebody's coming in who's never been here. And man, they may not know Jesus and you already know Jesus, so suck it up and get over it. We'll hug later. Can I get an Good. amen? Yeah. So we're going to have to plant campuses. You know that one day it's a dream in our heart to have a movement church campus within 10 to 15 minutes of everyone in South County. That's our goal. Yeah. Holy crap, that's huge. But just a few years ago, there was only 12 of us in our living room. Yeah. So call me crazy, but I think we can change the world. Yeah. We got people coming from Santa Ana to South Camp Pendleton. That's a long way. Yeah. How cool would it be if they could drive 15 minutes and find a community just like this where people are a little bit jacked up? But we're working on getting better with one objective to inspire the one who's far from God to find life in Christ and life in the church. We're going to reach everyone. We're going to plant campuses. And you know what else? We're going to plant churches, not just movement church, but churches. We are aggressive at funding church planters right now. Right now, we have a husband and wife who are doing a residency here who have been called to plant a church in South Orange County, not a movement church, their own. And we're investing every strategy that we have and money into them. And there will be a day soon where we'll bring them on this stage and say, hey, this is so-and-so. They're going to go plant the church. And if you're here and you feel called, man, you go with them because it's going to take more than just a movement church. We're not trying to build our kingdom. We're trying to build God's kingdom. And call me crazy. But listen, I believe we can change the world. We're going to reach everyone. We're going to plant campuses. And we're going to plant churches. Yeah, and as we continue to grow, because that means we're going to reach more people, right? As we reach more people, we're going to continue to grow as a church. But call me crazy, I believe that we can grow small at the same time as growing large. And the way that we are committed to doing that at the Movement Church is through connect groups. Listen, one of our culture points says church happens between Sundays. We, that's all of us, will find strength through authentic relationships. Hey, call me crazy, but I believe that we can build a church and a culture that is full of authentic relationships. I'm talking the what you see is what you get kind of people. How many of you, those are those kind of friends that you want to have? I mean, those are the kind of people that I want in my life, that I know that I can count on them, that what I see is what I get. They're not going to act one way at church and another way outside the doors of church. No, but they're going to be real people who are invested in my life. And one of my favorite things since the very beginning of the movement church, since we just had those 12 people that we were connecting with, is that I, I have seen real authentic relationships yeah. form and take place. And every single connect group that I've ever been a part of, I've been completely blown away because I've grown up in church. I've been in church since I was a little girl. And I have been blown away by the authenticity, by the vulnerability 
accountability by the real people who call the movement church home, yeah. who come into a connect group, not trying to pretend to be something that they're not, but just coming in and, and like Pastor Kerry said, admitting, hey, we're all just a little bit jacked up, but we're working on getting better. Yeah. And part of how we do that is through connect groups. Listen, we do life together in connect groups and our connect groups are not ongoing. They don't last all year long, <laughs> but we have three semesters of connect groups, three different opportunities for you to jump in and test out different groups with different people because you're not going to click with everybody. Some people might be weird and that's okay. There's a place for weird people, right? Y'all aren't laughing, right? There's a place for weird people. There's a place it's for... all second service. It's not you. It's okay. It's okay. We, we quarantined them in the them. second service. Yeah. We're good. But there's a place for everyone to belong. And we have three semesters of connect groups where you can jump in and build authentic relationships. Some of the connect groups are centered around fun things to do together. They're, they're, they're basketball connect groups and surfing connect groups. And some of the connect groups are centered around diving deeper into understanding the word of God. Maybe it's a Bible study that, that a group of people are coming together to walk through. But no matter what kind of group it is, you can know that if you belong to a connect group, that someone will know your name. Come on. That no matter how large this church grows, which we have to, to reach all these people, no matter how large we grow, when you are plugged into a connect group, someone will know your name. They'll know your name, they'll know your family, and they will pray for you every single day. And I don't know about you, but I need people who are praying yeah. for me. Yeah. I need people who are you in my corner. I do, don't I? You. Thank you, honey. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank thanks, you. guys, for praying for me. I need people who are in my corner that when I walk through the, the crazy things that life brings, right? Life is, is not all mountaintops. There's a lot of valleys in there too. Yeah. There's highs and there's lows. And every single one of us, regardless of our age, of our race, of our, of our uh, socioeconomic standing, regardless of anything, every one of us walks through mountaintops and valleys. Yeah. We have highs and we have lows. And we need people in our life who are committed to stick with us through the thick and the thin, who are committed to say, I'll pray for you. I'll celebrate you, with you when things are awesome. And I'll pray for you. For you when things are challenging. And I won't just pray for you, but if you're in the hospital, I'll show up and I'll be there or I'll bring you a meal. That's what connect groups are for. This is where we build real, authentic relationships. This is where we grow in our faith. Hey, listen, this is where we actually begin to take steps to get better. All of us come in with our mess, but in connect groups, it's a great place for us to begin to take steps to grow. That's one of our culture points is that we are not perfect but we will grow, cultivating transformation through devouring God's word. Listen, I think one of the, the biggest challenges of the church is not just helping people find Jesus, but become more like him, yeah. discipleship. And a lot of times in, in churches, it's this kind of uh, learn ambiguously through osmosis and figure it out. Call me crazy, but I believe we can help people discover what their next step is. And I mean just a practical, simple next step. No matter what your heritage is like, no matter what your spiritual walk has been, whether you have known Jesus your entire life or you just said yes to him two weeks ago, and this year we're launching an amazing process called What's Your Next Step? And where it'll be automated and simple, and no matter where you're in on the journey, in just about 15 to 20 minutes, we're going to help you understand what is my next step step. Not or what are the, all the things that I need to fix for the rest of my life. Not what are all the challenges and the problems. How jacked up am I really? No, just what is my next 
step. I think sometimes Christianity be, can become overwhelming, especially yeah. when you get around somebody who has been in this process for a long time and you hear them pray faith-filled prayers or speak with eloquence or remember a scripture and where it's located and it can feel overwhelming. Like, how do I even do that? I've got so many problems or my marriage is so a mess or I don't even know what my purpose is. I'm just going to Saddleback College or I'm merely existing at Dana Hills High School. And I believe, I actually believe that we can help people just take what one, one next step. What is my next step? The one thing, if I could work on it for the next six weeks yeah. or six months yeah. or a year, if I could just work on one thing, what would that be? Because I believe, man, like we say every week, all the time, even multiple times today, that all of us are a little bit jacked up, but we actually have got to start working yeah. on getting better. And I actually believe we can help people take the next step. Wouldn't that be a great place to go to church? Say, man, I found Jesus here, but I also, they helped me understand what the next step was. Yeah. And I believe we can actually do that. Absolutely. Hey, you know, another, another thing that's so valuable to us is we, we believe in generosity. And call me crazy, but I believe that we as a church at the Movement Church can be driven by generosity, reaching the spiritual and practical needs in our world. This is a core value of who we are, is generosity. One of our culture points says we, remember, that's all of us, we will lead the way through radical generosity, reaching the hopeless and the hurting, both locally and globally, because we can. Come on. Right? Because we can. We have been given the tools necessary as a church, as a collective body of individuals to actually make a difference in this world, both locally and globally. If you've been here over the past couple weeks, we've been in the middle of an initiative. We work with an incredible organization called Children's Cup. And Children's Cup is helping to create feeding sites to feed children in developing nations. And we're working in a specific area in, in Swaziland, Africa. And as we're working with this site in Swaziland, Africa, we're working to go into a village and to establish a place where we are feeding 150 children daily. They get at least one warm meal daily. I know that's worth a hand clap. I heard somebody clapping. <laughs> that's, it's exciting. And we love Children's Cup because they are committed to meet the physical needs so that we can earn the right to meet the spiritual needs of these kids. So we go in and we provide food and then we earn the right to be able to tell them about Jesus and to be able to create a place where they can come and learn about Jesus and learn that God made them with a purpose and that he's got good things in store for them because we believe if we invest in the kids of these developing nations that those children are going to grow up and they're going to help to change the culture that's surrounding them. And we believe that as a church, as the movement church, that we can invest in this. And so we've given the whole church an opportunity to adopt a child there in Swaziland, Africa. In fact, today, right after service, we'll have a booth set up again for those of you who haven't been here. And you say, wait a second, I want to be a part of that. We'll have a place set up where you can go and you can pick your child. You can pick their face and you can go, oh my goodness, this is the one. I want to make sure that I invest in their life. And you can write them letters. You can let them know that you believe in them. 
they will get one warm meal daily. And listen, we are going to be taking a missions trip yeah. in the fall. And we get to go and meet these kids that we're sponsoring. Yeah. It's not just a child that we're never going to see their face. No, you can go with us on this missions trip. And we're going to get to go over there and actually meet them and hug their neck and tell them that we believe in them. And I'm so excited about our partnership with Children's Cup. And I'm excited because as a church, we're not just partnering globally, but we also partner locally with several different organizations. This summer, we'll have another serve day coming up, where as a whole church, we'll gather together on a Saturday and we'll split forces and we're going to go out and make a difference in our local communities. There's all sorts of different ways that you can be a part. There's four different initiatives that we do every year. One of them is serve day. One of them is in November. It's our Give Hope movement. Some of you were a part of this as we prepared for Christmas and we we sent Christmas gifts to our kids in Africa. Yeah, and we adopted 28 children here locally yeah. and got them Christmas gifts. They didn't have anything. It was so and, fun. Uh, it was amazing. And then we do two initiatives every year at Easter and anniversary where you actually, all of us, can invite our friends, our coworkers, and neighbors and give them a chance to experience who God is. Absolutely. And, and we are committed to let this be something that continues to grow and develop in us as a church in the years to come. Some of you walk in the doors of church and, and you ask the questions, well, are we meeting this need or are we meeting that need or how are we, how are we uh, working with social justice issues like raising awareness about human trafficking? And, and some of you have different passions that you walk into the church with. And a lot of times we ask the question, well, what is the church doing about this? But I want to challenge you that if you see a need, if you see something where you go, we need to do something about this, then I want to challenge you that you may be the person to start that. Because one of the ways that we are going to go, one of the ways that we're going to invest locally and globally is through connect groups. And connect groups where people go, I see a need, and I can rally some people who care about that, and we can actually make a difference. And if we'll begin to do that, we'll begin to tangibly change our community and our world. We're excited about that. Absolutely. And we're going to consistently be a church that reaches out and not just be about this church, but how can we help meet the practical needs of the community that we live in. In fact, the scripture said that true religion is that we take care of the widows and the orphans and the homeless. And man, I'd hate for us to be a church that's all aggressive about helping reach people right here in these seats, but forget about the region that God has actually called us to. And I love that culture point that we're going to be radical with generosity all because we can. So let me just tell you this. There, we have 50 children that are still yet to be adopted. I want to challenge you. Some of you can adopt one. Some of you can adopt two. Some of your businesses can adopt multiples. But let's get all those kids taken care of. We're committed to being a part of that village in Africa for the duration of our church. You can go with us and see the progress. But let's be committed for the cost of a few lattes or one meal out as a family. You can make a tangible difference in someone's life. Listen, I know this is a different Sunday. And if you're first time, this isn't what our Sundays normally look like. But you need to know kind of the direction of where we're going. This last component that we want to talk to you about is essential and a huge deal to us. In fact, one of our culture points is simply this. Building a generational church matters to Jesus. And we will be advocates of honor. Honor is a cultural point that is a value to Megan and I. And honor doesn't just go to people we love most or we choose to. Everyone deserves honor. And we show honor in three different directions. To those that are coming behind us, to those that are running in this race, race with us, and to those that have gone before us. And here's this, the, this is the crazy thing. You, you can call me crazy, but I believe 
that the student movement of the movement church is the answer both now and the future. I believe that the teenagers who call this church home and the ones who have not yet made it here, God has handcrafted and designed to radically bring revival to Orange County. I believe, uh, uh, listen, both Megan and I have been praying for years. We were youth pastors for almost a decade. And I believe that God is doing something crazy in Orange County. And it's going to happen with 6th graders, 7th graders, 8th graders, and juniors and seniors in high school. Even with college students who say, you know what? I know what the world says. I know what my friends are doing. But I'm committed to being a follower of Christ. And not only that, but I'm going to be a light into darkness. And I believe, call me crazy, but I believe that the teenagers are the answer. Not just in the future but right stinking now right now we believe that there's coming a day very soon where we'll have connect groups meeting all around the region that are feeding into middle schools and to junior highs we want to see teenagers serving alongside and leading alongside the olders as well as greeters there's already all the teenagers who go to this church are either on our worship team or our setup team you may not know this we have two team yeah yeah, thank you for interrupting right in the I time see, I started I see to choke. Chandler and Carter out there, and they serve on our kids' team. They serve they're on our amazing. kids' team, and they're a part of setting up, and they're at a connect group. Listen, this is who we have to be, that we're not just consumer Christians concerned about what's in it for me, but we recognize, no, there are people by the millions on the outside of this building who need hope, and it's going to take more than just me. It's going to take all of us in this room committed to investing in each other, committed to making a difference in any way that we possibly can, reaching everyone, one individual at a time, growing larger and smaller at the same time, planting campuses all around this region and planting churches because we'll never be only committed to our own interests, but only committed to the interest of what Jesus has for you and for me. And that is the mission and the hope of who we are. There's too many things that are going on in this world Some naysayers would say this is America's darkest hour, but we believe, call me crazy, we believe this is the church's finest hour. That this is the time to stand up and like Jesus said, to be the salt of the earth, which means to bring some flavor, right? To be a city on a hill, to be a light that we don't put it under a bushel, no, but we let our light shine, right? That's who we're called to be. That's what we're called to do. And it doesn't happen by simply attending. No. It doesn't. All of us are called to be a part of this. And it's possible. Call me crazy, but I think we can change the world. And truth be told, I don't think I'm the only one. I think you feel that way too. So I don't know what the future holds, but I know that God is in control. And I don't know everything that's going to come our way, but I know that God's going to do something miraculous in this region. Yep. And here's the thing that Megan and I talk about continuously in our pastoral team. And even the army of men and women that call the dream team who make this thing happen every week. Who are not just here because we need them. They're here because they're fulfilling purpose. And saying, man, you know what? I'm tired. It's been a long week. But man, I can set up a church. Because somebody's coming today that needs to know who Jesus is. And so if I've got to adjust the lights at 5.45 a.m. and set this stage up and then tear it down while everybody's eating lunch and I'll, you know, get a Lara bar and eat later, I could do that. It's going to take all of us being a part of this thing because you have something that I don't have. And you have something that Megan doesn't have. It's creatively unique just for you. And here's the crazy thing. Every moment of your life, look me in the eyes, every moment of your life, 
every instance, every mountain and every valley, God has been intricately designing you for this moment and season in history. And Orange County, California, the United States is poised for another great revival. It just means an awakening to the fullness of who God is. Not weird and crazy, just an awakening. And you have been intricately designed to be part of that. Intricately designed. Call me crazy, but I think we can change the world. Absolutely. You know, one of our one of our team leaders, Nicole, was sharing with our team this morning, and, and I'm going to be real on top of this for second service, so first service, you bear with me, but they, she was sharing a verse from the scripture that, that talked about how we find our significance, our meaning, or as Pastor Kerry just said, our purpose through the part that we're called to play in the church. You know, we are committed at the Movement Church to building the church. The church is so important to God. One of our culture points says the church is a big deal to God. And because it's a big deal to God, it's a big deal to us. And we will invest our lives to build the local church. We will invest our lives to look out and see the vision as we talked about much of it today and to see it and to aim our lives in that direction and to say, you know what, God, we're going to run towards all that you have for us. Because as Pastor Kerry said earlier, church is so much more than just attending. It's about belonging. It's about finding the purpose that God created you for. It's about understanding how your story plays a part in someone else's life, that it's going to help write someone else's story because every single life matters. Every single story matters. And God is poised to do something amazing in this time, in this season that we live in. It's not by accident that you are living right now in 2016. Teenagers, it's not by accident that you are in your high schools right now in 2016. Adults, it's not by accident that you are raising little children right now in 2016. No, out of all the time in history, God chose you for this moment. And he plopped you into this moment and this time in history because he knows that what is inside of you is the key component to making an impact in this community, in this region, in this world that we live in. What's inside of you matters. And God put you here for a purpose. In fact, I actually believe, call me crazy, but I believe it's not by accident that you're here at the Movement Church this Sunday morning. It's not by accident because God knew this was Vision Sunday. And maybe there's some of you sitting in this room today that need to know the part that God's called you to play. Maybe there's some of you in this room that are looking for a place to belong. And maybe, just maybe, it's not by accident that God placed you here today so that you could hear the vision and you could aim your life and run in that direction so that we can actually accomplish all that God has for us to do. I don't think it's by accident. Call me crazy, but I don't think I'm the only one. You know, there may be some of you here today who maybe even like the sound of this, but when it comes to God and your relationship with, with Him, or even Christianity, or even faith, you might feel like there's a gap between you and God. There's, there's always a disconnect. Every time you pray, or when you hear, you see people that sound inspirational and sound like things are on track, but I feel so separated at times. And, and can I just be honest that the, the Bible actually talks about that gap. It actually calls it a sin gap. And that that sin gap has a consequence to it, death, 
and an eternity in hell. The Bible also says that everyone has sin in their life. You've got sin, I have sin. We all have sin in our life. And that consequence is very sobering, but the Bible offers a radical solution. In fact, it's called a gift of God, a free gift. In that God sent his only son, Jesus, to live a sinless life, but to die a sinner's death on the cross, closing the gap between us and God, creating an amazing future. And there's nothing you can do to earn that gift. You can't even be a part of this church long enough. You can't eradicate your past to receive that gift. All you have to do is simply say yes to Jesus. And the best next step for you might be just saying yes to Jesus. If you're here today and you've never simply made that decision in your heart, in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer and I want to challenge you to just quietly in your own heart, just repeat the prayer after me. And if you're here today and you've been running from God and you know better, you've been playing with or flirting with Christianity, flirting with your purpose, today is the day to make that declaration again and just say, God, I'm starting brand new with you today. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Nobody looking around for just a moment. If you're here today and you've never prayed that prayer, I want to challenge you in your own heart, right where you're at, just pray this prayer after me. And for those of you in this room that might be running, today's the day to come running back. Just simply repeat this prayer. Say, dear God, I know that you're real. I know that you love me. You've called me, you've given me purpose. But I've got sin in my life. Would you forgive me? Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the ransom for my sin. It's all over this room. Repeat this phrase after me. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at theocmovement.com. And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.